when we entered our relationship, basically, we both have this very strong belief that we will have this, we will make this relationship work very well. And we are willing to put in all the effort it takes, you know, to make it great. And now. <laughs> Coming to you from the K2 studios in San Diego, California. This sounds great. You sound amazing. I always sound amazing. It's the world famous. Everybody sit off like BFS. Chris and Christine Show. Hey, what's happening, everybody? How are you doing today? Thank you so much for listening, and I am Chris. And I'm Christine, and welcome to episode 122 of the Chris and Christine Show. Do-do-do-do. Ah, fantastic. Is it fantastic? Oh, baby, it's always fantastic. But it's Monday. Podcasting with you, baby doll. But it's a Monday. I know. You know what's the best thing about Monday is not Monday itself. It's podcasting with you, babe. Oh, well, we don't always podcast on Monday, but we have lately. And why are we podcasting on Monday instead of Sunday this week? Well, Sunday was yesterday, and yep. yesterday somebody had a little birthday. Oh, Clover? Uh, Pumpkin? No, another female in the house. Ooh, but not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that would be me. Christine had her birthday yesterday. I the- did. Do you want to mention how old you turned? Was it 25? I turned 41. I'm proud of my age. 41 years I old. Know. Look at you. 41 years young. You, Yeah, you do look 40. Yeah, you know what's funny is that I think, uh, what was it? Mario Lopez or someone posted a picture of Latina women. Uh, as they get older, they look like they're like 25 or yeah. 26. Well, there you go, <laughs> baby. Just like you. Definitely. I feel young. I don't feel old. Although I guess like my body does ache and stuff like that. But I feel like I've accomplished a lot to be only 41 years old. Can you believe that we have like, if we stay healthy, like another 40 plus years of life? I'm only like at the halfway point. Right. I don't want to think of the end in mind, you know? No, I'm just saying like, I've got, I've only lived half my life. Oh, well, don't think like that either because now you're putting an end date on your expiration date on yourself. No, I'm just saying that I'm going to live a long time. I mean, maybe. 80 isn't that long. 80 is a long time. Oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. I have 40 more years of life. I've done a lot of living so far. I mean, I'd like to live beyond that, but, you know, maybe I'm not even at the halfway point. Maybe That's what I'm saying. Hit, yeah. You yeah. Know, maybe you, once you I know. hit 50, I'll be like, the first half of my life was great. Let's let's wait for the next half. There you go. You know, it's funny. You say 41. I remember growing up that people that were like in their 40s, I hit 40, 41, I thought of them as like super old, you know, like. Oh, what? yeah. You were totally saying that. Was it yesterday during the day before the day before yesterday? You were watching Clueless. Right. And the teacher, like the old balding teacher, you said he was supposed to be 46 in that movie. Right. That was 40. Yes. Yeah, like you about said he was 46. Yeah, and how old yeah. are you? I don't know. Old. 45. What? <laughs> You're like one year off from that guy. And we were looking at but him. I'm, I'm so much cooler. Yeah, you totally are. And I was looking at him <laughs> thinking, but it's the same thing with like Golden Girls, like watching the old episodes of Golden Girls and Blanche was supposed to be like 45 or 48 years old. And she was a grandmother. And she was like a grandmother with like, but I guess like I'm old enough. Well, I mean, at 45, I could be old enough to be a grandmother, but. Well, it's because you have not- a teenager son. That's true. But I was just thinking, like, people like people look different now. I'm 41, and I I get asked all the time, 
how old I am and people sometimes think I'm in my 20s. They say I have a baby face. No way. Especially when I have no makeup on because of all my freckles. Oh, the, yeah, you do definitely hate freckles. Hey, you know what? I was thinking like the good compliment is when you go to the liquor store and you buy yourself a nice fifth of vodka or something or whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to buy, you know, and they card you. I don't buy a fifth of vodka. <laughs> I buy, you know, the whole bot vodka. What does a fifth even mean? I, it's a big bottle. That's all I know. But what if I, it's like instead of a fifth, like I want a half or a one of vodka. How I big know, would it I be? No, I'm, I'm sure. Why not? The barrel, <laughs> the big barrel cake. Yeah, you know. But yeah, if I get carded, I don't get carded really anymore, which is you know good and bad. But people do tell me that I look pretty young, and I I take that. I like it. You know, I like when I used to go to look to the young. I used to go to the bars a lot. This is the one I was probably in my uh, late 30s or mm-hmm. 30ish, maybe, maybe yep. even 40. And I go to the, you know, the bar. What is that? The guy, the guy at the front door, the uh, bouncer, the bouncer guy. And he checks my ID. He looks at me. He looks at the ID. And he's like, "What? What?" He thought he's like, "Wait a second. You look pretty good for being old. You are." I'm like, "Oh, thanks, buddy." How old were you when you were going to these clubs, old man? Winter? I, probably old man. Probably <laughs> I said my late thirties or mid thirties. I don't know. Mid late. All right. Especially when you go to like the PB area. You know, there's usually a younger crowd down there. That's what I spot back in the day. Let me tell you. Uh, where BB, did you say? I said PB. Oh, oh, I thought you said BB. And I was like, I don't know that is, but it, Pacific Beach. Oh, that's because Pacific Beach is like the college area. Why were you trolling down there? I used to always troll. That's because I put my hood. No, that explains so much about you. Why? Because it took you that long to find me because you were in all the wrong areas. Baby, did we meet each other at a club? What kind no, of? No, we didn't meet each other at a club. But we did meet each other we at a bar. We met each other at a pub. That's right, a pub. Was it a club? It was a pub. Shout out to McGregor's, by the way. But it wasn't even like we met there. I mean, we face to face met there, but we met on Match.com when you kept peeping at my profile. Oh, you kept peeping at my profile. <laughs> and you kept hitting me up too, like, hey, what's up? Hey. Totally. I know. I made the first hey, who move. Made, yeah, you did make the first I made move. The first move. But enough about moves. Let's talk about the moves that you made on my birthday because oh, yeah. I want to brag about you. Oh, well, please do. The, well, the I have audience to is n- listening. I have to not brag to be able to brag. So you are the biggest procrastinator on the face of the planet when really? it comes to like doing anything nice for other people. Actually, anything at all, I would say. I put everything in that category. No, you do nice things for yourself, but you are the biggest procrastinator. And birthdays, are birthdays a big deal for me? I think they're a big deal. Yeah. They're a big yeah. deal. Like, yeah. I love birthdays, don't I? Yes, but who really doesn't like a good birthday? I know. Well, exactly. But all the way up until like Sunday, you didn't even mention that it was like becoming my birthday and like I was saying, oh, my birthday's coming up. And Jacob and Mason were like, when's your birthday? And I'm like, it's on Sunday. And they were like, what? Or what are we doing? And I planned my whole day for my birthday. But I will say, you surprised me. I did? You totally surprised me. I showed up. That was a surprise. I'm here. No. <laughs> You surprised me with the amount of thought that you put into a very special birthday present oh, really? that you made for me. Oh, what, what, what? He made it, ladies and gentlemen. He, you know what, Chris? You pretend that you're not romantic, but when you get into that mood, <laughs> you can definitely, oh, yeah? you can definitely pull one over on the ladies for sure. Well, but you know, I pull one over the ladies doesn't <laughs> sound right. We say it like that. Like, you you could surprise me. I totally thought that you were putting, like, zero effort into my birthday. And then there was this super cute pink birthday bag with little pink silk flowers coming out of it. When I came home on Thursday uh, from the airport from working, 
I saw it and it had a card and it was sitting on the kitchen counter and I grabbed the card and I went to open the card and I was like, wait a second, why is there a bag out here on the counter? Who's it from? It looks like Chris is writing, but it has little sticky stars on it or sticky hearts on it. And I was like, maybe I should text him. And I texted you and I was like, uh, hey, uh, or I sent you the picture. I was like, what is this? And you were like, birthday present. And I was like, Can, for me to open now? And you were like, no, please don't. And I was like, then why'd you leave it in the middle of the kitchen when I came home from well, out of I town? I had no other place to put it. And I, was, and I was working on it in the kitchen area. So. Oh, see, I didn't know that part. So then I just left it there. And I, I made it look pretty and everything right you there. You did. The, and it was a good place to put it because it looked like, you know. Okay, like a, do you like want to tell everybody what you made for me? Because I would love for you to give the description of what you did and why you did it. Okay, first off, I got a little Archie Crafty. <laughs> a little? Yes. A okay, lot. A lot Archie Crafty. So what I did was... Like he bought a glue gun, people. I know. I don't know if we had one or not, so I wasn't sure. So I bought one, extra one anyways, at the, the old craft store. So while I'm at the craft store, I had... Craft the, store? Walmart? Yeah, yes. Wally, <laughs> Wally World is what I like to call it. So I went to Wally World, and I was in the craft department thinking about, when I get it, Christine, I don't, do, I don't know what to do for her birthday. And her birthday's coming up. I got to make something happen here. And I'm thinking like, you know what I can do? Christine really loves words of affirmation. I do. Like she really loves thoughts and memories and she loves that kind of stuff more than anything. I'm thinking like, well. That and quality time. That and quality time. I'm thinking like it's too late to really like get a big old like photo, like picture thing done. We're like a big, I think like a collage or going like, oh, yeah. like a big poster or something cool, kind of like that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like first off, find the photography, that, the picture you want to use would take forever. And then finding out a place that actually can print them out and, and all that stuff. And then, you know. Right. I thought I was doing that too, like getting pictures and stuff done. And you do pictures and stuff like that too. I know. I'm not a big fan of collages, but I appreciate the sentiment. Right. So I was thinking that too. And I'm like, okay, you know, that'd be kind of cool to do. Like I got time time for that. Here's what I'm going to do. I know that Christine, since she loves um, memories and she loves uh, thinking about things that we've done and uh, she loves uh, walking down memory lane, like who doesn't really, you know? Mm -hmm. So I decided to create what I call a memory jar. Ooh. Now, what Tell me- us more. Okay. What the memory jar is. And fellas, listen up. You know, this will get you a point to the lady. <laughs> <laughs> this works on Mother's Day, birthdays, Valentine's Day, and maybe Christmas. But Christmas not so much. But Christmas. But don't just overdo it. You're like, I'm going to empty out the jar, fill it with new stuff, put new flowers. Okay, go ahead. So the concept really is very simple. You get a mason jar. Now, you got to, then that's the part. You got to decorate the mason jar, make it look very pretty. So what I did is I got some little um, diamond rhinestones, real diamonds, by the way. Uh-huh, and I sure. hot, hot glued each individual <laughs> one to the outside of the jar. Okay, they're not real diamonds. They're like pretend diamonds, but you get the concept. They're like little sticky rhinestones, right? Right. They're I glued so them cute. all over the outside of the jar. Plus, I had these little sticky hearts, which the hearts that Christy mentioned earlier, where yep. they were on the card, some of the hearts were on the jar, as you noticed. Now, I have to ask you, because those little hearts were so small, how hard was it for you to get them off and stick them on? Like, were they sticking all over your fingers? Because Of course they were. Come on. You know, <laughs> the worst were the rhinestones. They were the worst. <laughs> trying, to, trying to get the individual ones were a nightmare. I got those, and eventually I kind of did a little cheater with them and figured out another way to get them under there. Much easier than what I was mm-hmm. trying to do. Anyways, so I got those decorated the jar. And then I put this little like, um, what was it like? It was tape, but it was like uh, they gl- call it like washi tape. It's like a decorative it, tape, right? Right. It was like a glittery kind of tape. I put around the rim of the jar. Uh-huh. So when you type, when you put your fingers on and screw the jar open, that is like a glittery. It is so pretty tape. I put around the outside of that. <laughs> but what was on the top of the jar? Because this was very, like the icing on the cake. Very top of the jar. I was in 
there by they have those like fake flowers you know they're like fake the wall of flowers most of these craft stores mm-hmm. have them i mean you're in the flower business you probably see those yep. and stuff so i got some flowers trying to find what color would go well and what color would christine like of these flowers so i found these uh, pink ones I- i'm not sure what kind of flower they were you know what kind of flower they were they were roses they were i don't think they were roses. yeah they were roses roses are more like pointier and no thinner. not those those ones are roses they're well, just like open Okay, well, whatever they were. Is that roses? You say the roses and the roses. So I took them and I cut the tips off of three of them. And this is where the hot glue gun came into play. <laughs> I glued them, all three of them. I put up one on the top. It was kind of leaning over to the side. Like, oh, that seems kind of bare just to keep one there. I got space to put two others. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, on the other two corners. So I got three of these, kind of like their centers are meeting in the middle. And they're kind of both kind of blooming out to each mm-hmm. side. That filled the top of the jar. So it was like one big giant flower on the top of the jar. It's so cute. And so then what happens inside of the jar? What did you fill it with? So I also got a bunch of cardstock of different colors. I tried to find a color to match the color of the roses. I could not find cardstock in that color. The closest I found was a multicolor cardstock. It's actually right over there. You can see it. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed the orange color one. Something I could write on. You can see easily. Because you want if you use the darker color... And you write on it. It's kind of hard to see the, right. the writing on it so well. So, And I also bought a Sharpie, too. I don't know if we had a Sharpie. So I bought a Sharpie, yep. too. I bought all the stuff I needed for that. <laughs> I didn't want to like have to go back to the store yep. or whatever. So on each of these little cards I made, this is another small, probably like, what, uh, one inch by three inch cards mm-hmm. or so that you fold in half. Inside the little card that you make, you write a memory of something that uh, you think of when you think of the relationship. So what did you include on some of those little cards? For example, I wrote down the time we, the place we met at, the day, Mm -hmm. our first date, uh, the first time you met my kids, Mm -hmm. the first time I met your son, Mm -hmm. the first time uh, I met your parents, Mm -hmm. our trip to Hawaii, our trip to Zion, just fun adventures. And then super sweet things like the moment that we fell in love and our first kiss and all of those little things and you filled this jar up with all of these little slips of paper and so while we were having donuts and coffee on my birthday morning i get to open this cute little jar and it wasn't even a tiny one it was a good size it was like one of those jumbo size mason jars it was and a it regular was, mason jar. i don't know there's only one size that i know of did it only come by by itself or did you have to buy like a four pack no, it's about one. Oh, okay. In the arts and crafts section. Head yeah. up to the Wally World. They got it over there. <laughs> Everything you need right there. Except well, for the paper I needed, but anyways. <laughs> but I loved opening that. And then after that, for my birthday, uh, I had planned to do, and I think we mentioned it last week, a branding photo shoot for my business. And so at 11 a.m., the makeup artist came over, Bonnie, and she set everything out. And then after she got me all dolled up, then I drove over to... um one of my favorite bridal hairstylist houses, and she did my hair for me. Then I came back here. We gathered up all the supplies, and then we took a trek over to Los Penasquitos Ranch House where the photographer met us, and we had an epic photo session out in the wild. (laughs) In the wild. This ranch house it was called it was like a to preserve mm-hmm. i don't know i still don't understand what's about i did pick up a flyer for you i think i tossed in your bag i don't know where it is but it had a whole little like uh, what it's about and stuff mm-hmm. so it's great for doing photos i can see why people shoot photography there like they do all kinds of, it's a nice backdrop with the um little the outdoor stuff and the but they had like a almost it almost looked like an old 
mix between a mission and an old school house. Right. I would say that. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, did they shoot movies here or something? Yeah, it looks cool like that. Like a place they do, like, a little Western kind of movie. Exactly. Or maybe a Spanish village. They have a Spanish, not much of a Spanish vibe to it, but it had kind of a... But then there were a bunch of cactus cacti there there was this huge cactus wall that was really cool looking i right. really loved it next to a big water trough yeah and i took a cool picture with my iphone you guys are shooting taking real pictures and i'm playing with my iphone mm-hmm. and i take a picture of the uh like a barn or something with the, with the palm trees next to it reflecting off the water off of this like water trough thing mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but it was but then so what cool. else did you video chris because while we were doing other photos and you were being wedding helper boy yeah i see you like uh, Victoria, the photographer, and I, she's like, uh, Chris is in our shot. And I'm like, Chris, move. And I see you crouch, crouch down on the ground. I'm like, what is he filming? Is there a bug or something? And then what did, What video did you make, you goofball? Oh, well, out in the wild out there, because <laughs> you're kind of nowhere, you know. And we saw us in the wilderness, you know. You never know what you're going to find when you're right. out in the middle of nowhere, you mm-hmm. know, out in the uh, rustic hills. So of what did you find? Uh, we found a Tyrannosaurus Rex. A what? A Tyrannosaurus Rex. No. <laughs> you, okay, so you is it an app that you used for that? Yeah, it's actually a much older app. I haven't used it in a while, but I figure if any place anywhere we're going to be out to film stuff like that, you might as well be out where you, it's like a big field, you know. So you like filmed the field and then you like panned over to film Victoria taking photos of me while I'm like leaning down in the grass. And then all of a sudden, this Tyrannosaurus Rex comes like stomping on me <laughs> well, in the middle of the field. <laughs> well, he went around. He, he kind of went around you guys. No, and then, he, and then like he like stepped looked, over me. You looked at him like, hey, what's up? You're like, what's that thing over there? And then he like roars at me, the camera guy. And then he runs across the screen. That's what he does. Yep. And then the next one was, um, who was it? Like Bigfoot? Yeah, Bigfoot didn't quite make the social media yet. He's uh, being needs to be edited. <laughs> He's this actually, is what I deal with. He's like in the background, like getting oh, I behind the did scenes. A, did a tornado too, but I didn't like that one. Uh, the great, there's a couple apps I have. Like that Victoria do. was like, okay, good. Chris is getting the behind the scenes videos. And I'm like, and this is what he actually did with those behind the scenes videos. Well, you know, I got to get the, what you call it? The, yeah, behind the scenes stuff. And yeah, I got to get the like scenes. the the, uh, the tornado and the um, a tree falling. I got that one. That was a great one I, got, I did. A Bigfoot, you know, Bigfoot's kind of, eh, he's kind of looks fake. You're uh, so funny. The Transforce actually, it does look fake too. But, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. I did that for the kids at one point when they're little, um, before they knew the apps even existed, I made that video in their, in their bedroom. Uh-huh. Like, look, the T-Rex is in your bedroom, kids. <laughs> did they freak out? Uh, they're like, what? How'd you do that? Like, you know, like, I mean, I mean, they were like four at the time, but, yeah. but still, I think at first they were kind of like, um. I kind of like that's so cool, and they and they, yeah. and they wanted to do that for for a hot minute. The kids were grabbing my phone and instantly making their own little videos yep. with different things like explosions or mm-hmm. whatever they can, whatever different. There's a bunch you can do on there. Yeah, and it's a fun little, it's a fun toy, and I figured why not give it yeah. a shot. I haven't used it in a while. It's their older apps, but you know they still work. Totally. Well, after that, after my photo shoot, we went on over to downtown and picked up my favorite dessert that you had made by this amazing place. If you all come to visit San Diego, you have to stop by Extraordinary Desserts because they're out of this world. They're extraordinary. They really are. They're so amazing. But they make my favorite dessert, Pavlova, and it's the only place in all of San Diego that I found that actually makes it and makes it well because it's an Australian dessert and it's time consuming. 
And so um, we picked up the pavlova, and it was beautiful. It was the most beautiful pavlova. You got a picture of it, right? I yeah, hope so. I did, and I got several pictures of it, and it had like baby rosebuds on it, and rose petals, and gold flakes, and fresh berries, and meringue, and cream. Oh my gosh! And it was so delicious. I know you didn't care for it. I love pavlova, so I would have like eaten the whole thing. And we went to dinner at Craft and Commerce, and that was right down in Little Italy. And I will say, it was such an amazing day. And we had a babysitter for the boys so that you and I can actually have a date night. And just thank you so much for putting so much effort into my gift and then going along for the ride while you let me plan whatever I wanted for the rest of the day. Thank you. You know, that's how it works for birthday. For the (laughs) birthday queen over here, she gets to pick out what she wants to do, and you get to pick out doing stuff for her. And normally we would make it like all about family and all about kids, but we've both been so busy that it was just really nice to have date time for the two of us. And, you know, I think that's one of the things is as busy as we are, that sometimes we don't get that time to like slow down and have really good conversations. I will say, though, that while we were at dinner and we were having that time to like slow down and have conversation I noticed that we didn't have a lot to talk about outside of like podcast work and my business. And yeah, no, sometimes it's like awkward when you're in public trying to get into a deep conversation with your spouse. It is. I think it's it's hard to do that with anybody that uh, when you're in a public place, sometimes you don't want everyone like eavesdropping on your conversation, you know? Right. But I think even like in private, sometimes it's hard to figure out how to ask those questions that like keep you communicating and keep the spark going. Do you find that it's difficult sometimes to come up with those questions? It is sometimes harder to come up with those questions, but guess what? what? We have a fantastic game and a fantastic giveaway related to this game, all about relationships and about how to communicate better with your spouse. Absolutely. And today's VIP guest that we're going to talk to is an expert in this area And you're going to want to stay tuned with us after the interview because we're going to be sharing details about a special fun giveaway for couples that she has for us. But we're going to hear from her right after this. Hey, thank you so much for being a loyal listener of The Chris and Christine Show. And as that you are a loyal listener, we have a very fun opportunity for you to get involved with the show. Ooh, tell me more. If you like to get exclusive content you can't get anywhere else, and to receive free merchandise shipped to you every single month. Ooh, I want that. Then head over to patreon.com slash the Chris and Christine show. That is patreon.com slash the Chris and Christine show. Welcome to the show, everybody. And today we have a fantastic guest who invented a fun relationship card game for couples. Yes, she did. And we are so excited to have her with us. Welcome to the show, Diana Indurias. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Christine. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm very, very excited as well to get into this. Oh, fantastic. We are so excited to have you here with us. And Chris has been like dying to talk with you for, I don't know, how long? Two, three weeks you've been telling me about this interview? I have, you know, because I love playing games, you know. I mean, and who doesn't love a good uh, game? And Like playing actual games or like playing games with my heart? Uh, both, both, <laughs> you know. Well, we are very excited to have you here, Diana. Where in the world are you joining us from today? I am based in Sheffield, UK. Wow. That was a long, pretty long flight. I mean, God, it was like 12 hours, 13 hours? 
you must have really enjoyed our private jet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here with us. So we are actually recording this at 11 a.m. in the morning. What time is it there for you? It is six in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Look at that. Now, I have never been to the UK. What? Are I you... thought you go there all the time. No. Are you, have you, were you born and raised there? No, I actually was born and raised in a country called Romania, which is Eastern Europe. Oh, wow. Um, it is actually quite close to where the war is going on right now, to be honest. Uh, I came to the UK about 11 years ago. Okay. Wow. What brought you to the UK? Well, long story short, basically, I didn't want to follow the path laid in front of me by others. Got it. I graduated law. And in those times, back in my country, you know, if you didn't really have anyone from your family working in that field, it was quite difficult for you to actually get in that field and actually make some money. So... I did try it for a while, but then I was like, okay, this is not working out for me. And this um, thing to come to UK came up seemingly randomly, to be honest. Oh, wow. Where my mom had a friend and her daughter was living already in the UK. And because I knew very well English already, um, you know, this idea came to my mom that what if I come out for like a few months and... Um, also economically UK is in a lot better place than Romania so the initial plan was to come out here for a few months you know make some money and then go back home either buy myself a car or you know whatever and then continue looking for a job in the law field Um, and yeah that was 11 years ago (laughs) so those three months transformed in 11 years wow now uh what uh currency does Romania use? It's not the same. It's not the pound, is it? No, no. It's a Romanian lion, we call it. Lion? They lion to you, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) And so you live in the UK now, and you mentioned having a background in law. Is that what you do for your full-time work, is work in the legal industry? Actually, no. Um, Again, life had so many surprises for me. I remember... um, when I was actually applying for universities and I was deciding where to go and what to study next, I didn't have, you know, like a childhood type dream where I knew from early childhood what I wanted to be. I remember, so my dad is a vet and I remember being uh, quite young and helping him out sometimes with animals. When people would ask me what I want to be when I grow up, I always said my dad's assistant. Um, But because medical school is so many years and so much studying to do, I, I, actually didn't really want to do that. Um, Although my mom tried to push me towards human medicine, especially cardiology, because this is an issue that runs in my family. um, I didn't really want to do that. So I chose law. And then once I came to the UK, because Romanian law system is quite different from the British one, my degree wasn't recognized over here. So I had to basically start over. Oh, wow. And because I had some knowledge of law and international law and some basic knowledge of British law, because we learned that, you know, in in university as a comparison to our law system, um, I actually had to take a legal secretarial course, which it was quite painful at the time. But that three month course actually counted a lot more towards my CV than my four years of university did. Oh, wow. So with that degree, I actually started working Uh, at a local hospital uh, in admin. 
So I was um, admin officer, it was called the job. It, it sounds quite posh, but it was just like, you know, an admin person in office helping out, you know, copying things. and <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like a, kind of like a secretary would do kind of stuff? Um, actually, even lower than that, like a Ooh. secretary's assistant. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Assistant to the secretary. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the UK, I've heard that there is a different term. So in the United States, people with law degrees that go into practicing law, we call them lawyers or attorneys. I've heard that there's a different term for that in the yes. UK. What is it called? It's called a solicitor. A solicitor? That sounds... That's, yeah. Well, no, I, when I think of solicitor, I think of somebody that goes around and like solicits yeah. like pamphlets and flyers door to door, like knocking on doors, like, hey, want to buy my... I thought of a different kind of a solicitor, but why is it called? <laughs> what are you thinking about that? My goodness. Yeah, dirty mind. Why why is it called a solicitor? To be honest, I don't really know. I mean, there are some theories there why and whatnot. Um, I don't know. I think it's just custom. I mean, for civil things, you know, if, if you have to deal with like civil things, it's called solicitor. If it's criminal side, then it's barrister. And that's like a whole different level of, of lawyers. That's like like five levels up from the normal solicitor. Wow, I had no idea that the system in the UK was so complex. So basically, don't get arrested in the UK. <laughs> you have a solicitor yes. helping you out. <laughs> no, that's a barrister. <laughs> a barrister? It's criminal. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, right. definitely. You know, I just found something out today. It was the other day that the term flat is for an apartment, not... <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> he was. What, what were you doing? You were interviewing somebody no, from the UK. I, I have an interview book that I went to listen to his interview, his podcast, and he and he was doing talking a story with the, he mentioned the word in my flat. They came over to my flat, and I said it's because they call it flat because you wouldn't call it crooked your your house. <laughs> it has to be flat, right? <laughs> and yeah, I was like, so, go ahead. It's actually a funny story behind this because in the UK, other than very big cities like London or Manchester or Leeds, and even those only in like city center and very specific areas, most of the UK, like let's say 85% of the UK is in houses. And houses here, very rarely they are on one floor. They are usually two floors, maybe three floors, you know? So that's why when they say a flat, they mean an apartment um, that is on the same floor basically you know you have your everything on the same floor you don't have to climb up any stairs see i, I was half right yeah, yeah that makes a lot more sense now but are houses called houses in the uk yeah okay <laughs> are not called cottages oh see. Uh, cottages are houses but are tinier so if you ever if you will ever have a chance to visit UK and you go especially in villages, you will notice with our, which ones are cottages based on the size of their entry door and windows. They're so, tiny. Right. You have the sorry, you have the impression that some dwarves would look right. I, I was gonna say you the know, any moment now. It's like a hobbit <laughs> land. The are so it's small. like Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit Hobbit <laughs> land. What's it called? Yeah. The Shire, yeah. The Shire, exactly. Now, what what makes a village versus a town? Because, like, I, I, I we don't have villages in the United States, do we, Chris? Um, I've never I, heard of. Yeah, I don't well, know. okay, I grew up in a small town. Yeah, you in, lived in a village. I yes, I grew up in a small town <laughs> in the center of California, and we did refer to it as a Swedish village. And that is still what they call it. Like people, it's a it's a city now. But we did growing up call it a village. But w do you live in a 
a town, a shire, a village. Tell us what the Sheffield is considered. So Sheffield is actually the fourth or the fifth largest city in the UK. So it's quite large. Wow. Um, in my opinion, is the perfect combination between a very busy city and a village where you still have like still a lot of houses, a lot of greenery, parks, open spaces. And within five maybe 10 minutes, you know, you are literally in the city center or out of it. You know, you don't have to spend hours in traffic every day commuting. Otherwise, is I I don't remember the population number, to be honest, but it is quite big. I mean, it doesn't look like it. And for people coming from the US and other parts of Europe as well, it seems more of a extended village rather than a city, mainly because, as I said, you know, many places um, and many um, residential areas are literally just houses instead of um, flat. <laughs> Got it. Diana, I have a really important, serious question. I always get asked somebody who I forgot. I keep forgetting to ask people who live in the UK this very important question. Do you guys get island fever because you're on an island, so to speak? What is that? It's where you're like, feel like you're cooped up. You feel like can't, you feel like you're trapped on this island. But it's huge, Chris. It's is like it? A, it's a continent. It's not just an island by itself. There's like other countries bordering it. Looks so it looks small on the map. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, interestingly enough, we don't have island fever. But what I have found that people have here is continent fever. Okay. As in, they always have this impression that there's the UK and then there's the rest of the world. Mainly because we are separated by sea, you know, from from the main continent, from right. the main Europe continent. Many people over here always say, you know, overseas. And when you say overseas, you think of a place far, far away. Right, Although, yeah. for example, France is like an hour away, you know, with with a plane. But they always have this conception that this is England, and then there's Europe. You know, it's like like it would be two different continents altogether. That's insane. When I visited. Paris with my son a couple of summers ago, we found out that there's this train that goes between Paris and London. But yes. somebody told me that it goes under the ocean. Like, what yes. is that? That sounds so stinking scary to me. It, it, it does sound. Uh, to be honest, I've never been on it. Oh, um, thanks, thanks two of us. <laughs> but uh, yes, it is. It is. I would be scared as well. However, people who have been on it, they did say that you don't even realize you're under the sea. You just go through a tunnel, basically, and it's all dark, and that's it. How long uh, are you going through the uh, that part of the tunnel? Like you said, an hour flight. So how long is it from like there to there, like under, under um, the ground? I think about couple of two and a half hours something like that two oh. and a half hours underground under the sea, under the sea. yeah I, was- I i am getting anxiety even thinking about that because my mind goes to what if there was a challenge with like the rail system and you get trapped under the sea like how do you get out of there how do they get you- oh my gosh i'm seriously about to have an anxiety attack just <laughs> thinking about it right now Diana, they, if they ever had a serious problem with anything bad that's happened do you know of to be honest, um, it has been going for many years and I've never heard of any issues with it. Right. And also um, what I can, you know, um, vouch for is the importance that British people put on safety. You know, so safety comes first every time. And I am sure they have a lot of, um, you know, scenarios already that they are working on, you know, in case this happens, what they do and all of that. So I wouldn't be too worried, to be honest. Um, and again, for as 
for many years, this train has been running uh, every day, several times a day, and I've never heard of any issues with it. Oh, well, thank you so much for putting my mind at ease. I still don't know if I'm brave enough for it. I might just take a little well, quick plane. What does it cost to do oh. to do the uh, the train ride, you think? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. But what I wanted to say is that a couple of years ago, when we went to visit some uh, cousins in Paris, we actually took the ferry. I would not recommend that, to be honest. Is it rough waters? I would rather take the train, even if I know that the sea is above me, because that was traumatizing to me. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? We need the story. <laughs> well, um, so, you know, you go with the a car up on the ferry boat and then you have to actually leave the car they don't allow you to sit in the car because it's almost three hours i think you know with the ferry so you go in these waiting rooms and when we went it was uh about midnight i think when we caught the ferry and these waiting rooms have massive windows like from from ceiling to floor massive windows and it was dark outside because obviously it was night but it was also a storm going on. So whenever you would see a lightning and, you know, um, the light that that right, would like produce. Flash. Yes, I would see, um, what do you call those? Um, waves as high as the ceiling, basically, of the ferry. And that scared me, to be honest. I, I couldn't wait to get off it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, luckily when we came back it was daytime and it wasn't any storm or anything like that so it was a lot better but that first ride traumatized me for life <laughs> well maybe you shouldn't uh, have watched the movie The Perfect Storm before <laughs> you uh, went on the boat you know like you say like don't take a plane ride and watch disaster movies sticks yes. on a plane or something sticks on a plane or any of those kind of hot air yeah or maybe the movie Alive where they crash into Andes and each other yeah. or Castaway yeah. Cast, cast another good one yeah well, thanks so much for sharing a little bit about your life in the UK. We're always so intrigued when we have international guests because Chris and I don't really travel out of the country a lot together. So we figure we get to travel virtually through our podcast by learning about different cultures from other people. So thank you for that. But You're we're very welcome. But we're excited to talk with you about your card game that you've created. I'm going to let Chris take over here because he's chomping at the bit, so, ready to ask you questions. Diana, you are married to Robert, is it? Yes. Okay. How long have you guys been married? Uh, four years this May. Well, congratulations. Thank four you. Four years. Wow. Now, how did you guys meet? Were you guys playing games and then you guys met through your card game or how did it work <laughs> No. Actually, we've been married already by the time we've developed the game. So our story is quite strange. And we were always joking with my husband that, you know, we'll have to <laughs> write a movie script out of this at one point. Um, so, you know, as I said in the beginning that I came to the UK, interestingly enough, my husband is from the same region from back home. And... Um, so my parents live one hour north from the main city where I kind of went to high school and uni as well. So where I spent eight years of my life. Um, and his parents are one hour south. And interestingly enough, you know, in Romania is this not tradition per se, but it is quite common for people to send their children away when they're like 14 to go to high school because of a better school, you know, in the city. So my parents did that with me. His parents did that with him. And interestingly enough, we've both spent about eight years in the same city. 
you know, going out in the same places because as students, you tend to go, you know, to the same types of clubs and everything and hang out in the same places. And we've never met. So after I graduated, a few months later, I came to the UK and he actually went to Mexico. Okay, it's a little different, but yeah. (laughs) Yes. And um, so I was living in the UK for six years already. And he was for five years in Mexico when one summer I went back home for my cousin's wedding. Um, And he was home because in Mexico, you know, you have like nine months visa and then you have to have like a three month cool off period thing. And he was actually in a different relationship at that point in time. That's why that's the reason why he actually moved to Mexico. And we've met that summer through some very weird coincidences where my Wi-Fi wasn't working at home and I called my IT friend to help me out. He couldn't. So I passed him. I threatened him, you know, (laughs) as you do. And he called Robert, you know, to come and help me with it. And he came and, you know, we we kind of talked. But then, you know, he did say that, you know, he's in a relationship and everything. And um, although... I really, really liked him a lot. Um, I respected that of him, you know, that he was very honest from the beginning and very uh, faithful to his then girlfriend. Um, and he was actually about to ask her to marry him. He even had oh, the wow. ring off and everything. But we still went out a few times, you know, as friends and like chatting. And, you know, we hit it off so well from the very beginning. It was strange, to be honest. Wow. So um, after those few weeks that I spent at home, I came back to the UK. And then he went back to Mexico as well. And through some very weird circumstances, his girlfriend got very, very scared of actually getting married. Although Uh, this was something that they kind of talked about, you know, last minute, she's like, no, I kind of don't want to do this. Oh, wow. Like runaway bride. Yes. It's just that they didn't get to the wedding part. (laughs) You know, it, it was slightly before that. So she basically broke it up with him. And then, you know, he he went back home to Romania after that. And we still kept in touch throughout this, throughout all of this. And, you know, um, I did, he did mention, you know, for us to start something because we hit it off so well from the very beginning. It it was like we, we knew each other for ages, although we haven't, you know, it was very strange. And I did mention to him then, I said, listen, you just got out of a very long relationship you know, just stay at home, party, uh, take it out of your system, date, do whatever you want for a few months. Like, don't even tell me what you're doing. I don't even want to know. <laughs> and then, you know, once you um, get everything sorted in your mind and everything, then decide what what is it that you want. Because at that point, I was like 27, 28. And I said, I don't have the time or the energy to, you know, just start something not knowing whether this is a serious relationship or not. I don't want to go into a relationship and then six months later just to realize that, oh, this is not going to work out and I don't want to be your rebound person. Right. So um, he did think about it for a while, but then, you know, he just decided, he's like, no, I'm going to come to the UK and make this work. So, yeah, that's how we started off. Wow, that's amazing. And now here you are all these years later, happily married. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. So how did the proposal go? Well, the proposal happened actually two months into the relationship. Wow. And according to him, it would have happened earlier, but he was waiting for my birthday to happen so he can propose then. When he actually came to the UK, I was because my parents were 
um, we planned for my parents to come and visit before that, like before, you know, um, I knew about Robert wanting to come and all of that. I wanted to delay his coming till after my parents leave, mainly because I know my mom and she's crazy and she can scare him off. You know, so I was like, I don't want to put him through all that pressure just yet. Like, first, I want to see if there is something to this relationship and then throw him in the deep and, you know, yeah. throw him in with the sharks, basically. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what, if he can face my mom and not, and not um, you know, get scared, then he can face anything in this world, then, then he's fine. So I actually um, got him to come to the UK a week before. And then found him rent in a different place and all of that. Um, and then my parents came. And interestingly enough, I literally threw him in the very deep end. Because <laughs> both me and my brother were at work all day. And he was at home with my parents all day. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and he was and still he had... there by the time you got home from work that day? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, to be honest, the first few days I was wandering and I was kind of scared. <laughs> but then, you know, by the third day, I was like, okay, this is going well. So it's all fine. And actually, that week, he already asked my mom, what type of uh, engagement rings would I like? And they were like already picking engagement rings with my mom. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Yes. Well, that's a wonderful, wonderful love story. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're, you have this wonderful card game. Where did the inspiration for that come from? Well, it was a mix of elements, to be honest. It wasn't like an overnight thing where we just woke up and had this brilliant idea and we just started doing it. So um, as I mentioned in the beginning, you know, I started working at a local hospital in admin and throughout the years, I've actually got to a management level. And when I actually first started working at the hospital, I thought that once I get to the management level, I'll be able to you know, improve things the way I think they need to be improved, especially because I started from the lowest paid job all the way up to management level. I've seen all the issues that arise at each step and how, you know, they could be fixed. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I still haven't had any any creative freedom at all. You know, I still had to take my orders from my managers who had their managers and so on and just pass them on. And that was literally just soul draining for me. And I was looking at Robert, my husband, who um, he has few of his businesses. He's been running them from home for many years. And I've seen him every day waking up extremely passionate and excited for the day ahead and all the projects that he was working on. And even on days where he would have like 16 hour calls back to back and he would barely have any voice left by the end of the day, he would still be super excited about everything that he did that day and the things that he was about to do the next day. Wow, what is, he, what is he drinking? <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, how is that? I want to feel like that. I want to be like that, you know, to have this drive and passion every day and can't wait to get up and don't have that Monday morning anxiety, you know? Right. And we started brainstorming, like, what, what could I even do? Because I didn't have any, let's say, visible passion towards anything specifically. Like, I'm good at everything a bit. Like, I'm not professional in anything, I would say, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I was really good at my management job, and I liked it, but I didn't see myself doing that forever, you know? So we started brainstorming and everything. And in the meantime, we were also 
because we both like board games quite a lot and we have all the classic ones, you know, like Scrabble, Monopoly, you know, all of them, you name it, we have it. And when we were playing games, we just decided to get some so-called card games for couples because we said, why not, you know, work on our relationship and play games as well? Because when we entered our relationship, basically, we both had this very strong belief that we will have this we will make this relationship work very well and we are willing to put in all the effort it takes, you know, to make it great. So, you know, we said we will do, uh, we'll solve two in one, basically, you know, get a card game, also play, also work on our relationship. And we've realized that all of these so-called card games weren't actually games. They were one-off questions printed on a piece of paper. And that was so disappointing to us, extremely disappointing, because we said, yes, but you see, many of these questions don't even make sense anymore, especially if you are with someone for a while. And even if they do, some of them, you just ask them once and then that's it. And then what? Where is the game element? You don't really play anything with it, you know? So were they kind of like questions like how to uh, get to know, like basic like a conversation starters kind of questions? Yes, yes. But they were, again, one-off things. So you would kind of start a conversation once and that's it. But with typical card games or board games, there's normally a winner or a loser. But it seems like that would be counterproductive if you have a card game for couples because you would want the couple to both feel like a winner. So how did you bring in an element of it being more of a game than just, like Chris was saying, like conversation starters or just like random question with a short answer? So first of all, we focused a lot on making our questions repeatable. So the better topics questions are repeatable. Hence, it makes the game repeatable so you can play the game over and over again. Because although the questions are the same, because they are repeatable in a specific way, the answers will always change every week because everything that you know people and couples go through every week changes. So you can actually play this over and over again. And that's the first element to it. We've actually spent, I think, more than six months on working only on the questions just to make sure we got them right and repeatable enough so they can actually be played again and again. We have also added some game elements to it, like uh, cancel the question, reverse the question, which is my favorite, you know, <laughs> whenever Robert thinks he got locked me in like with a very specific and deep question, I'm like, yeah, better you answer it, you know. <laughs> um, and we have all these elements and also like um, other questions to it, like with whom, how, how did you react to that, you know. So basically continuing the conversation instead of just accepting a yes or no type of answer. Okay. So, uh, Diana, how, how does the game work? For those who are kind of like clueless, so this game, it's a card, deck of cards, right? Yes. Okay. So, so how does it work and what does it do? So we have the physical card games, which is a deck of cards, as you mentioned, and we also have the app. They both work on the same principle, basically. So we want to help couples have those important, much-needed conversations and still keep the fun in it, you know? Not just talk about our feelings. It's not about, you know, um, laying down on a couch and, oh my God, this happened, that happened, and whatever. You know, it's about bringing the focus back on the relationship and on the partners in it. So we have basically the card game, 
And we usually give out five or seven or any uneven number cards out to each player, to each partner, basically. And then one of them has to start with the first question. And then if they have modifiers that make sense with the main question, then they can use it. And then, you know, that's how the conversation uh, starts because the other person needs to answer. Or if they have the cancel question, then they don't have to. And then they just continue like that. And whoever gets rid of their cards first out of their hand, that's the winner of the game. Well, how do you get rid of the cards? Do Do you have to like, if you answer the question, do you throw the card out or what? So we basically put them down. You know, so we put them between us, you know, facing the other person. So if I ask a question, that question will face Robert, for example, and he will read it out. He will think about it and then answer it. And then if I have a modifier card, I can either add to that, like with whom, how did you react and anything like that. Or um, we can just, I can just accept his answer and then we continue by him asking me. So we take in turns. I ask one question, he asks one question and so on. And then obviously we use the modifiers where they make sense. With the questions that are on the cards, does it keep the conversation mostly positive? Or are there like hard, deep topics to get into? Because I would think that that would make it a little bit uncomfortable to play over and over again. And I might not be as willing to play the game? So our questions uh, actually vary from slightly deeper ones to deep ones to even a lot lighter ones. Um, And what I suggested to other couples who found it a bit difficult to answer some of the questions, mainly because they weren't used to talking about their feelings in a way, I suggested to take those cards out, leave them aside because they are over 120 cards. You can play with these even if you take out 10 questions and you still have enough cards to play with. And, you know, until they get their partner used to playing the game and opening up, and then once they do that, they reach that stage, they can reintroduce questions back in, you know, the most difficult ones. That makes sense. So Chris wants to know, can we play your game today? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Before we actually uh, go into playing the game, I just wanted to uh, mention one more thing. Yeah, right. Is that whoever wins the game gets to choose their reward out of the reward deck, which comes (gasps) with the main deck. What? What kind of rewards you got? So, uh, actually, I just got out some of them. So, one of them is you prepare dinner next Saturday. What? (laughs) I love that. Yes. Or uh, you don't use your phone all day next Sunday. Oh, how, that impo- would, how possible is that? That would be, <laughs> I would choose that one oh, and really? make Chris have to put his phone down because I'm always saying, hey, dude, this is quality time. I'm right here. Put your phone and down. And I said, we're having quality time. And he's time. like, I, I'm posting something about you right now. So don't you want me to brag on you? And I'm like, I just want you to be <laughs> present with me right now. And what other kinds of rewards are there? Another one is we schedule and take a dance lesson together this year, you know, so it's not very stressful as in you have to do it now. Ooh. You can do it whenever is suitable. Is there any punishments in the deck? <laughs> <laughs> we we try to keep it quite positive, to be honest. Like so that. not really. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Not like uh, you have to do dishes or something like that? <laughs> there is one. You do dishes for a full week. <laughs> well, look at that. That's, I- that could be a reward for me. I think that this would be really helpful what I find. So yesterday was my birthday and Chris and I went out on a date. And what I find is we get into a rut of the same two or three topics of conversation. And Chris, how many times do I say to you, honey, can we talk about a different topic other than the podcast? Uh, Is there (laughs) other topics? (laughs) (laughs) So it's like we talk about work, 
business, kids, or podcasting. And I am always craving that deeper conversation, but I don't always know the right questions to ask so that it doesn't come across as like defensive. And so in all transparency, Chris and I are still technically newlyweds. We haven't quite been married for a year and a half. We're going on a year and a half in the next month or so. And sometimes it's hard to get into some of those topics because you're like, ooh, I don't want to like say the wrong thing and ruin the mood or make it go too deep. And I want to have these conversations because they're like so fulfilling. But Hmm. I guess I don't know the questions to ask. So can you help us out today, Diana? Yes, definitely. Awesome. All right. So how do we get started with this game? So I will ask the questions because okay. you guys cannot really touch the cards, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm holding it right now in front of me. Thank you. No, you're not, you goofball. <laughs> okay. And then you guys will have to answer it. Now, normally in a normal game setting, it will be one partner answering it, not both. But this time I think we can get both of you to answer it, especially because I have some very, very good questions. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. So who gets to go first? We get, is it like a random draw or what? Um, yeah, you guys choose until I find the best questions. Okay, so um, you ask a question and then do you just tell us which one of us you want to answer first? Um. No, you guys choose who, who you want, which one of you wants to go first, and then I'll just ask the question, and then we do it that way. Are we going to do paper, rock, scissors, Chris? No, I'll just Ready? Go. I'll okay, go. Chris I'll, is going to go first. I'll He's going to answer the question first. I'm going to be the guinea pig. Let's do this. All right. I love playing games, by the way. Should I, should I add some sound effects, some, uh, a winner buzzer? No. Or, or a, uh... <laughs> Come on down. No, we're good. Okay, we're ready. Okay. So I'm just actually looking for one of the questions what is my favorite question but that is a bit deeper question so i think we'll use that a bit later once we've played a few of these and you guys got the hang of it okay sounds good so um here's a question yeah did anything take you by surprise last week good or bad let me think about that one take me by surprise Oh, I mean, everything takes you by surprise, to tell you the truth. When I wake up up every day, I'm like, gosh, I'm still here. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, uh, oh, I know. I had some good news at work that happened. Uh, Uh That was a surprise. Yeah. What was your good news, Chris? Well, you know, I mean, um, I don't know if you mentioned it here. Yeah, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got a little uh, bonus at work. Well, they announced they're giving us bonuses at work, which is a big shocker because uh, you never know with this economy and stuff how it's going to go. So they fulfilled their promise of giving us a bonus. Well, actually, it wasn't a promise. It was more like something they've done year after year. You just never know each year if it's ever going to get a bonus. But this year, they announced they're giving us bonuses. And here we are. So, ta-da. Yay. <laughs> that's awesome. Good. Now, do I answer the same question? Yes. Oh, did anything take me by surprise last week? Let me think. Uh, let's see. I Oh, so I was working up doing my consulting work, Chris, that you know of up in Central California. And I went and I was working with each of my different teachers. And I was really surprised that when I went into the classrooms, Every single one of them was trying out at least one of the strategies that I taught them and it felt super fulfilling. And I was, first of all, I was surprised because I've only been with them like two different times teaching them how to implement these strategies. But then the comments that they were telling me about how helpful it was and 
I think the most surprising thing to me was when I walked into every single one of their classrooms, all of the students remembered me and they were like, Dr. Smith is back. And they were so excited to see me. And I was like, oh, it felt so good. And I was just surprised that I think my surprise was that I'd had such a positive impact on them. That's so nice. I mean, what I come to realize, especially since working on butter topics, is that we actually do impact people a lot more than we realize only that so many people are shy to come forward and let us know many times but once they do it's i think it's amazing fantastic now diana when people are playing this game when couples are playing this game is it important that they like be present with each other and not distracted like on their phones yes definitely i mean unless they're playing the game through the phone right yeah exactly that's what i wanted to say so the The idea of the game is to help couples spend that quality time together, focusing on each other as a couple and as the individuals in that relationship as well. Uh, Outside of all the work that they have to do, all their career plans they have, children, family, pets, you name it. Outside of that, you know, we want to help couples create that small bubble just for them. You know, Fantastic. hence why why is this game basically because we also wanted to make it fun. You know, from my training uh, as a manager, I I came to realize that whatever we learn through playing, whether we are kids or adults, I don't think it really makes a difference because even as adults, we still learn more and better through play. You know, I still remember all the playful trainings that I had as a manager right. uh, a lot more and in more detail than the ones where I just had to memorize things on a board, basically. That makes a lot of sense. And I was just thinking about that. It can be hard for couples that might not be used to talking about their feelings and emotions to stay engaged in the game through multiple cards. And so, do you build in breaks or do we just like go straight through and just say after, you know, five or 10 cards, we're going to take a break or is it finish your deck and let's declare a winner? What's the best approach? So um, it the game also is quite customizable to whatever people are comfortable with. Uh, alongside the cards, we also offer six custom cards where people, which people can actually use to either create their own repeatable questions or their own rewards if we haven't thought of those yet. Also, with the rules, it's quite flexible, to be honest, you know. For example, when I play with, me, with my husband, we many times um, start with either seven cards or maybe nine cards sometimes. It really depends on our mood at that moment in time and how much ta- physical time we actually have to spend together without being interrupted by anyone else. Mm-hmm. So depending on that, you know, they can give out as many cards they want. Um, if, you know, couples want to play the full deck of cards in one go, that will take several hours to be honest. I would think so. <laughs> hey, so uh, Diana, you got another uh, question for us? Yes. Okay. Uh, one more is, have I affected you positively this past week? So not you, but be Christine, right? So I'm asking you, <laughs> yeah. Chris, have I affected you positively this past you week? You always affect me positively, baby. Aw. Always. You know, every time I wake up in the morning and I make you coffee, you know, I make it with love for you because I feel so positive that I give you coffee. But can you think of something specific that I might have done that, yes or no, that I've affected you positively in the past week? Hmm. trying to think. Uh, help me give me a clue. No. <laughs> Do you think is there a clue it's card? Okay. It's is there okay a clue, if there's a clue not. we can ask for a clue? 
No, it's okay no. if there's not. It's just a question. Uh, well, you know, with me, sometimes things come come up in my brain like sporadically, and I think of like, oh yeah, but right now it's like uh, it's like closet is empty. I got cobwebs up in there, <laughs> and nothing's happening. I don't know. Well, well, it can be something overall as well. It doesn't have to necessarily be something specific, but um, but I can you answer know, even that. Even as he, even as Chris mentioned, you know, the excitement in the morning for even just making you coffee and, you know, having that morning ritual together, even that is, you know, something positive. Yes. I love, it's my favorite time of day, by the way. (laughs) We just didn't have it very often this past week, but the times we did, we enjoyed. So um, I think for me, you, okay, there's a couple of things that you did, but the most recent that I can think of is on Saturday when we were just like, hanging out and I was just kind of being creative and doing stuff around the house. And then out of the blue, you were like, let's celebrate your birthday a night early. I'm going to take everybody out to dinner. And you picked my favorite place to go. And you remembered that it's like my favorite place to go for birthdays. And you were like, okay, let's get everybody together and let's go. And I was like, what? You remembered? That's my favorite place to go for birthday dinner. And you wanted to celebrate me for an extra day, the day before my birthday. And that made me feel really special. Well, you're welcome, baby. That's very nice. Thank you. That's super nice. Okay, question number three. Um, Did anything last week make you very sad? Yes, I had to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) Why did that make you very sad, Chris? Uh. Uh, did you hear the first part? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> um, but you don't know why it made you very sad? Because <laughs> I, I, I had to leave you. Aww. That's what I always say. I was at because Christine, Christine's here at the house, and I feel so upset when I have to leave the house and leave her here. And I hate leaving her like anytime, but especially when she's here all alone at the house doing her work stuff. And I'm like, I want to be here with her. But even when I am worried with her and she is working, she's like, get out of here <laughs> because I got to get, I got to get to work. You're bugging me. That's the truth. <laughs> I completely understand. Um, since working on butter topics, I actually left my corporate job and I started working full time on it. And even just having my husband in the house, although at a different floor, you know, um, it's still such a different feeling. Just knowing that, you know, we are both here. And he's, he also said many times that he's a lot more productive when I am around, even if, you know, I'm working on my stuff and he's working on his. Only, you know, him knowing that I'm quite close, you know, even that makes him quite happy and even more productive than he usually is. I feel the same exact way because Christine's doing her work and I'm doing some podcasting work. We're both here at the same house together. It's just two of us. Oh, we just like nail it. <laughs> yeah. That's when you are working. Otherwise, you come up to the landing and you're like, babe, babe, I want to tell you oh, something. Oh, it's your Honey. flat. I go to your flat. <laughs> you, go- <laughs> <laughs> you come up and you're like, can I tell you something? Or I'm on a meeting and you just like perch right there and I'm like, oh my goodness, I really need to focus. Well, until Christine gets her office built, uh, she's actually, her little office little nook is the top of our stairs. There's like a little space, you know, kind of like, like the a landing, landing yeah. little area. And that's where her little desk is at. And so I go up top of there and like I'll perch over the railing from like the stairwell. He'd be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I did that to my husband. So yeah. <laughs> you get it. Um, okay. So what was the question that I need to answer? Did anything last week make you very sad? 
Ooh, and did anything make me very sad? Um, I would say that, okay, last Sunday, uh, we had all three kids here. And I love having all three kids here. But we decided to go out to the movies and I picked the movie. And I was really excited to take everybody there. And I was treating everyone to it. And then one of the things hap- that happened after is, you know, here we walk out of the movies and I loved it. And the kids were like, I hated that movie. And I Who was said like, they hated the movie? Yeah, Ezekiel did. And then Jacob was like, yeah, it was dumb. We should have gone to see this other movie. And I felt bad what because- What movie did they want to see? They wanted to see Dog and we saw Uncharted. Dog? That sounds boring. Yeah, but that- <laughs> It made me sad because here I thought it was a great and a funny movie. I thought it was great. I loved it. Mason, I loved it too. I know, but that's just what made me sad is that, you know, here I wanted to spend quality time with all of the boys and then afterwards they were like, I hated that movie and I just was like, I know. It's like raising teenagers is so hard because they just hate you most of the time. (laughs) And it's like there's like that one five minute like glowing good time that they like you and the rest of it you're like their worst enemy and they just can't stand you so that was hard but okay um, noted not to have children then (laughs) no children are a blessing it's just you know what is the thing i always say about kids don't say that oh no you you say mean (laughs) things about having kids we have three (laughs) kids between the two of us and i love them dearly it's just when they get when they get to be funky little teenage, you know, spiteful little teenagers. Or terrible sometimes. twos. That's always a Yeah, or fun. terrible twelves right now. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll take one more set of one more question that we can answer. Okay, so because you guys are parents, I've actually just opened the parenting deck because uh, we have five different extension decks on different subjects. So we have for parenting, intimacy, which one, past stories, and for new couples. Okay, okay. So one question, which I think it's uh, on most parents' mind, to be honest, (laughs) is how can we encourage our children to use less technology next week? How can we encourage children to use less technology? Next week. Next week. So not this week, but next week. Okay. So let me think here. I know we just take all their phones away and we put them (laughs) in the closet. (laughs) Put them in the phone box. Or, Or actually... Might be give them reward. Like I know our kids too. They get very. They're into sports. Like all three of them are super mm-hmm. into athletic sports stuff. Like Mason loves playing football. Jacob likes playing basketball. Uh, Ezekiel likes doing his kickboxing and boxing stuff. And sometimes we'll play football too and things like that. Although they are on their phones quite a bit, but they also do love to go outside and do play and get exercise, which is always a very good thing because it's always good to get them outside and uh, healthy and do stuff. So I think maybe more of that and less of the phone stuff, maybe, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds idea. great. My idea would be to talk to our internet provider to see about shutting off the internet at oh, certain we can, times. We can do that. I didn't, I didn't tell you that, babe. But there's a switch with uh, our cable provider. Uh, I saw a commercial for it. And there was a way from any device to shut off the internet, like anytime. Yeah, I was seriously thinking about that because I think it would be really helpful to have like downtimes internet-wise for all of us where – you know, hopefully it wouldn't affect anything. Because I was thinking, like, the only thing that I think that it would impact is our solar. If the solar wasn't like I don't generating, that, I don't know how that works? Exactly. I don't, know. I don't think it would. But the internet. But to really switch off the internet. But then I was like, well, if the kids have phones, 
they'll just go off of like the cell signal. So maybe it's one of those times where at bedtime we try it out for a couple of nights where everybody puts their phones in our room to charge and then we just like turn off the internet at a certain time. I don't know. I've been wrestling around with it just because I think that the boys have been spending so much time online right now. But they've also been playing outside a lot. You know what's Jacob? True, that is true. Jacob plays basketball, but he has a huge meltdown when he <laughs> when can't, he can't get the shots in. He gets so frustrated. He's only twelve, <laughs> and he's he's practicing and practicing to make the little basket shots. He keeps missing them, and he keeps missing them, and he gets so frustrated, and he's like pounding the ground. And he's like, I can't make the shot. I'm horrible. And then same thing with Mason too. When Mason can't. Uh, catch or do something or kick the ball or whatever he's doing he doesn't do it right and then he kicks something else or whatever yeah so. then he kicks the ball over the fence and he gets upset and so i think it's a balance it's like how do we keep them from not just being on technology so much but having these like terrible mood swings so i think we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit more i mean it's quite difficult to be honest even for me as an adult to be honest i mean we don't watch tv to be honest we have a tv in the house mainly because you know parents come and visit and they kind of need a tv but we don't really watch it maybe for the one-off movie and we actually my husband just talked to someone a week ago and that guy was saying now bear in mind that guy is very very wealthy and that guy was saying that he doesn't own a tv in a house at all wow which yes that really really surprised me because my husband said when they were talking in um he was literally behind him. There was a massive library and both me and my husband, we love books, but we don't have that much time to read anymore. And, you know, he praised his bookcase and he's like, oh yes, because we read in the house, we don't own a TV. And my husband was like baffled. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, well, this guy and his wife, you know, they read every night for like at least an hour instead of, you know, staying online or watching TV or anything like that. I mean, they still get their news and everything, but, you know, okay. you just yeah. flick through them you don't actually spend too much time immersing yourself in the news in the bad feelings in all of that and um yeah they just read every night and then they share with each other and they talk to each other and i was so impressed that, that we started doing that as well and i said Fantastic. okay especially because i love movies like i could watch movies you know <laughs> all day and night but i do acknowledge that this is an issue <laughs> Right. Well, we have TVs too in our house. Let's just think about this. Like every single room in this house has a television. Um, and only four of them, even we have one in the garage too, we've got TV. And uh, we watch we watch whatever we want on all these devices and stuff, which is, I guess, fantastic. But we don't use them. I don't, like, personally, for me, we don't use them as much as you would think, considering how many, um, like some people are always talking about, oh, did you see this new show or this new series or this new whatever? And we're, and like, we're no, like, no, no, we don't have time no. for that. Because like, so, other podcasters that I run into, my circles, I say they watch like every new whatever Netflix show, whatever comes out. And I'm like, how do you guys have time for all that? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you're not a reader, Chris. You you don't. Like I read the- online. Right. But articles not like, and stuff like that. But not like sit down with a oh, book no, kind of reader. You know, sometimes I do, but... Uh, I love all. reading. But I haven't taken enough time for it lately. This has been really good. I loved these questions because it gives us a chance to talk about things that we haven't really chatted about and it just spurs on other conversation. I, I could see how this is something that could be really helpful for couples. So where yeah. do our our guests get to go or where do they need to go to find these card decks? 
So for those who want to uh, get the physical card game, they can go on our website, which is bettertopics.com or on Amazon, UK, US and Australia. And also on our website, they will find links for those who are not very keen on physical card games and would prefer to play an app basically now the app is basically looks it's very similar to the card game it just flips through your phone like a bunch of cards or something quite similar yes you still have the same questions and you still have the modifiers that you can use between each other what the app has different is so it has three different membership levels silver gold and platinum and once you start even with the silver one you get weekly secret challenges. So both partners get weekly secret challenges of things to do with each other or for each other. Oh. And then you you basically get three challenges a week from which you have to choose one that you have to do. And once you've done it, you have to take a picture of it because, you know, as they say, pics already didn't happen. Uh, yeah. And because the app will also ask the partner to confirm if that challenge has been done for them or with them, depending on the case. And because, you know, we we really want to help as many couples as we can, we've actually made the memberships super affordable. So the silver one is about $1.50 a month, all the way to the platinum, which about which is about $6.50 a month. That's wow. like nothing. That's like cheaper Netflix. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Diana, for sharing about your amazing card game in support of couple couples. Excuse me. Do you have any last tips of advice for our couples to help them strengthen their relationship? Well, um, there is this one belief that I've developed over the years, and that is, you know, everyone can have a great relationship as long as they are willing to put in the work. And luckily, um, you know, there are more and more tools out there that can help you with that. And even card games like Better Topics can also make it fun. So all that hard work that people have to put in for a great relationship, it doesn't have to be hard anymore or tedious. It can still be a lot of fun. I Fantastic. love that. I love that so much. Well, Diana, thank you so much for being with us on the show. And we wish you and your husband all the best of luck with Better Topics. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I had so much fun today. Hey there, K2 crew. We love having you as our loyal listeners. To keep up to date with what's happening behind the scenes, check us out on social media. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to follow our Facebook page. Yeah, tag us in your favorite fun stories. And guess what? You might just end up on the show. You know, that was fantastic having Diana on the show today, all the, way, all the way from the UK. I know. I loved having her on the show, but we promised our listeners that we would give them more details about the giveaway from Diana. So what's the first step in the giveaway? Well, step number one is you go over to Instagram and follow the Better Topics Instagram page. Okay. And then what do we do after that? You'll see the logo image of today's podcast episode. This episode you listen to right now, you go ahead and like it. Okay, over on the Better Topics Instagram page? That is correct. Okay, so after I like it, then what do I do? You have to tag three friends. Okay, so after I tag my three friends, then what happens? Then you get a chance to win one full free year 
of a gold membership for better topics. Oh, I love that. And so that means that I might get access to like the app and all of those really cool things. Absolutely. Or is it absolutely? Absolutely. <laughs> that was go, pretty funny. Go over to Instagram and look up the better topics and follow. Yep. Follow the in, that Instagram account and then you'll get that get entered into the drawing for the gold membership after you like the post with this podcast image and tag three friends. And I think that Diana said that this is going to be open for one week from the time that we launched this episode. And then she's going to randomly draw one person to win that gold membership for a year. Right, Chris? Free gold membership for an entire year? Now That's w- worth its weight in gold. <laughs> that was That's pretty funny. I wonder if we're exempted from it because we were the podcast host because I would really like that. I think it would be great. I loved the questions that we had. And I think that it would actually be really great for us to purchase that card deck and keep it fresh, you know, just keep having conversations. I think it would be really good for us so that we don't just get into that rut of talking about work and kids and bills and podcasting. We got to keep it fresh. We're we're you still know, newlyweds. I know. It's always good to have like fresh um, ideas of things to talk about, you know, like, yeah. like, like you said, it's always hard when you just talk about the same boring things, especially if you really are down on your luck and you don't like your job or whatever. You're like, oh, I don't know what your job is. But because way, then that becomes a conversation, right? Right. And also the rewards are also important too because talking about one thing is one thing, but then having a reward is always fun too. <laughs> you liked the do the dishes for a week that I would have to do, huh? You know what? Because <laughs> you I, leave I your take... dishes everywhere. No, no they're, they're the house's dishes. No, they're they yours. They belong to the house. They be- that you Then they <laughs> definitely are just yours. I know that for sure. But where can our listeners find out more about us? Well, you head over to the old interweb on the website, uh, <laughs> chrisandchristineshow.com. And guess what? It doesn't really matter how you spell it. They'll find us, right? They should. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't spell it like Z Y X W P. Right. Don't just type type in random picture, you know, keyboard keys like a monkey on a keyboard. <laughs> but it's chrisandchristineshow.com. and don't you worry. On the show notes, we always put the link to that in the show every episode, so it's right there. Absolutely. And if people missed the steps on how to get through that giveaway, are you going to include that in the show notes too? You know, I might as well. That's true. I would yeah. definitely do that. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. So definitely go and check us out check out our website you can listen to past episodes on our website through the podcast player and definitely check out the show notes for more details about today's fabulous guest and we will be back with you next week baby doll 